Welcome. This is Talking Joy, creating joy, inner peace, and authentic connections. My name is Pam Rotelli-Robertson, and I am founder of lifestyle brand Talking Joy. As a certified spiritual director, I have been leading groups with the power of words, the strength of positivity, and the gift of joy. During our time together, our focus will be on simple spiritual practices that can be applied to your everyday life with the wisdom and support of others. Talking Joy talks to help you realize your value. I am so glad you're here. Simple, joyful, fun. Let's get talking. Hey, welcome. Uh, we're here with the whole Talking Joy team again this morning, and uh, I'm glad that everybody's here. I love when we're all together. Um, I have Ariane and Katie and Joanne and Jennifer, Blair and Lindsay and myself. Um, and so I'm so glad you're here, and we're going to continue our conversation today about self-compassion and self-care for 2020. And we talked a little bit on the last, pod, last podcast about this being the year of Yop, the year of Pam, or the year of Ariane, or Jennifer, or Joanne, or Lindsay. Um, and uh, I just thought I'd just talk a little bit about what compassion is, and it's um, they're loving-kindness skills. They're not gifts that we're either born with. Um, and... Uh, and we talked about a little bit about how we strengthen those skills. And when we left off uh, last time, I thought that we would talk about regular acts of compassion. And have you ever experienced random acts of kindness given by a stranger? And do you remember how good it feels? They say that kindness or compassion has that ripple effect, and it's true. When we're kind, no matter how small our acts of kindness we are, we experience kindness coming back to us from the whole um, the whole existence. And so do you guys feel that way? Do you get that like rush or that feeling of, you know, it's Blair's birthday tomorrow. We kind of all had like a little secret text going on behind your back. Um, Because everybody loves you and we wanted to celebrate you this morning. And Jennifer was like, oh, I'm going to grab flowers. And, and, you know, somebody got food and, and, um, but we, it gave us joy to give you joy. And so, um, would you guys agree with that? That that we kind of like that rush of, of those acts of, of kindness. For sure, absolutely. I feel like every time I do something good, or especially when it's, I mean, definitely when it's somebody's birthday, but also especially when it's not. I feel like it's even more fun mm-hmm. because then it's less expected. Not that she expects anything, but I love doing that. Yeah. <laughs> or when a friend is sick or going through a tough time, you know, just dropping off a little note with some, you know, even if they're just flowers from the grocery store. Yeah. But I love seeing my kids. I feel like my son is not this way, but my daughter really is. I, I bought special lunchbox notes, and I write her a little note. I also feel like it's good for her to practice reading. And she came home, and she had written me a little note. Oh, that's sweet. And it was, you know, about the same size, and she handed it to me. And it was really sweet. You know, she'd carefully print it out. You know, I hope you have a great day. And she'd kind of mimicked how I draw a little heart and everything. So I feel like mirroring um, those efforts... Um, is fantastic if you mm. see it in your ch- kids. That so I love sweet. that practice, by the way. It, it's such a beautiful thing that we can do for our kids is to put that little note in the lunchbox. It's so unexpected. And I know that you, Ariane, you're laughing because you do this. And didn't you save I all of them and make to. a book? Well, my daughter, so I used to, I used to go a little, <laughs> little above and beyond my notes. I would, at <laughs> night, I would, you know, I had a whole sticker collection and I would make these really, this is when she was very young and she was, ner- you know, a little, apprehensive about going to school and, you know, I'm talking nursery school. And so I would make very, um, 
very beautiful notes with stickers and, and write like a whole thing on them. But what she did, which I thought was so sweet, is she kept them all. And then one day, I went in her room and I saw she was putting them. She made a book of them. So it, you know, it was it was nice for me to know that my efforts were not only appreciated, but something that she can always look back on. And obviously, it made her feel loved. Mm. So, I was just going to ask you, what was your intention when you did that? To so make, she yeah, would feel exactly, loved. exactly. Yeah. And I, and I think these kind of acts of kindness, or any kind of act of kindness, um, it makes us feel good because we connect with people. And I think that everybody is looking for some sort of connection. Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah, I know I am. The same. Yep. I have a funny story about that. I I um, <laughs> I did the same thing after hearing about you saying it, and I put little notes in my kids' lunch boxes, and they both came home and told me, "Please don't do that." <laughs> I was like, I thought it was being so sweet. They're like, "No, it's embarrassing," or I don't know what. And I was like, "Oh my god, don't 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 take it to heart." It, they're just yeah. being honest, and that yeah. I think that's kind of sweet. Actually, <laughs> me too. She told me when to stop. She did. Okay. At some point, she was like, can you stop putting the notes in my lunchbox? Oh, Sorry. I have two things. Um, shameless plug. My friend um, started a company called Wander Wild. It's like a backpack company, but she actually sells a notepad of pre-made ones of those, lunchbox notes, she calls them, because she sells lunchboxes, too. And it's super cute, so check that out. But um, for me, um, it's not necessarily, it doesn't even have to be an act of kindness. It can just be a moment of shared something like so my favorite I'm a person that's kind of yappy I talk all day my husband's like you don't have to talk to everyone you meet um but like in the grocery line if you're just waiting in line and someone behind you just like says something to you like like oh did you like that thing that you bought or like how are those and or they'll say something to my child like how old is he so cute like and you know they'll say like what's your favorite color what grade are you in and I just think those moments are kindness it's just lightning you know, the, the minute or the, the moment, and I think it's really sweet. And, and same thing, like, when we were in line at Disney World, you know, hours and hours in line, struck up conversations with people behind me, and, like, you end up kind of, like, laughing and, you know, sharing all these stories, and it's just hilarious. And you don't walk away with their number. It's not like that, but you walk away being like, that wasn't bad. That was a nice experience. And yeah. they feel so, noticed. Yeah, and yeah. And you, you both feel noticed. Those you know? are my favorite kinds. Yeah, because oftentimes I'm in, my mindset is that my kids are being disruptive, but it's like those small moments, Lindsay, where it's people that are validating your children and seeing yes. them for, like, in a way that you might, as a parent, you know, be m much more cautious of them like being loud in the grocery store whereas that's not it's all it's right. not, that's not necessarily the case yeah and then they'll say they, they have six grandchildren and they, they've been there and you know it's like yeah. it's just sweet to share that moment um, and I just point. wanted to go back to what Blair started with um, with this note putting in her daughter's lunch boxes that you said your daughter reciprocated and the really valuable piece in that is that you taught her how to be compassionate to others because she saw how it made her feel and she wanted to make you feel that way. And that's that ripple effect that I think that we're talking about here. Um, it's like the hearts on the door. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Valentine's podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to do that. But also, I love the idea of handwritten notes. I, my mom just yes. gave me a whole new set of stationery for my birthday, yes. and I'm, I'm so happy about it. Um, but I, I try to instill that in my kids as well. And I was so happy um, when my son was at his ballroom dancing manners class, 
and um, the instructor asked all of the children who's written thank you notes and my son's hand just shot up mm-hmm. I said, yes and he for once he was fighting me left and right to write these notes why do I have to blah 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 and he did it my daughter of course was great about it but he did it ultimately and and then he was proud in that moment that mm-hmm. someone else said this is something important that we should do um, you know, to be good family members yeah. or friends. Mm-hmm. And it's beca- that's For becoming sure. a lost art, and it's a great way to extend kindness to someone um, because you can shoot somebody a text now. You know, the, how they sell the sympathy cards at the store, and they always have, like, the perfect little saying and a quote or, like, a psalm or, some, you know, something to offer comfort. I just get my regular plain stationery out, and I sit down, and I, like, really pray about the person and think about who... I'm sending it to, and did I did I know their mother? No, but what I can say is, wow, I really admire this and this and this in you. Your mom must have taught you that. Mm. You must have learned that from your mother. Yeah. And so I take the time mm. to really extend that kindness in. Um, so thanks for bringing that up because it's a great reminder that that's a spiritual practice, Blair, for people to... Um, to write handwritten notes to one another. It, it's so true because, I mean, my kids still do it, and I still nag them to write thank you notes, but when they were, you know, when they could first start writing, I got them all their stationery with na- their names on them, so whenever they'd have to write the thank you notes for the birthday gifts Party, and, yeah. mm-hmm. and whatever celebration there was, I made them sit down with the list of people that they had to thank, you know, it, and I just explained to them, I said, it, it doesn't even matter how long it is, and, you know, just tell them you're thankful for the gift and sign your name, and they'll be happy to just get that in the mail, because like you said, it is a lost art, and it's, yeah. it's, it's the appreciation to know that yeah. whatever they've given you, you have taken it yeah. with, with that same gratitude. Yeah. So I was at the grocery store this morning before I came here, and there was a, when I walked in, there was a section at that little King's where they have, have you guys noticed that they have all these gifts and... Mm-hmm. and soaps and... Soaps mm-hmm. and yeah. glass, like, ornaments chocolates. and chocolates. And there was a mom standing there with a little boy, and she kept wanting to shop, and he kept pulling her back to look at the ornaments and look at all the stuff, and... She was so patient with him, and I was admiring her, thinking, oh, you know, most moms would be like, come on, come on, come on, we got to go, we got to go, we got to get you to school. And, and so I was admiring that, and I was like, wow, isn't, isn't that lovely? And then all of a sudden I heard crash, <laughs> <laughs> and glass just broke. And I watched this whole thing unfold because I was I was waiting for a clip for the balloon that we got player, and the lady couldn't find the clip, so I was kind of just standing around observing this whole thing. And... She didn't yell at him. She helped, like, you know, somebody came over with, like, a little bucket and sweeped it, and everybody in the store stopped to, like, look and see what had happened. The little kid didn't cry. And she stayed in front of that display and let him, con- she, he continued to look at things after, which I thought was, was so unusual because then I, I, my mind would have been, like, okay, I was patient with you for a minute. We looked at it. Then you broke something, and now we really have to get going. And she still took her time, and I wanted to go over to her, and I and I didn't, and say, "Wow, I really admire you as a mom. Like, what incredible patience and kindness you're teaching your son that things break, or that we can pause for a minute and look at something, um, and not have to be so harried." And it was such an unusual experience to to watch this all unfold. But I'm and I'm I'm sorry that I didn't I did extend either. her kindness. 
I don't know. I walked past her twice, and I thought that she would think I was crazy. Because I often, like, I'll see something like that happen, and I want to go up to the person and, and tell them, you know, what how I think it was so wonderful how they handled it, or if a mother is, you know, nervous because their child is, you know, out of control, that it's okay, we've all been there, or something like that. But then I think... I never really do it, and I don't know. Maybe yeah. we should start doing things like that more oh, often. Oh, absolutely! You know? I feel like I try to. Yeah. Whenever somebody says something nice or does something nice or whatever, I going back to what Lindsay said about those. Just those. Sometimes it's just nice to feel noticed. Mm-hmm. Right. And you know, sometimes yeah. I, yeah. if there's a child behind me and I know they're there and don't hear one peep from them and they're respectful and mass and stuff. I, at the end of mass, I'll turn around and say, "Wow, your child really behaved nicely, and you should be proud of them." Just so didn't you love nice hearing that as a mom? I love yeah. hearing that. <laughs> and what, if, and you, what if the child is not behaving? That's what I'm talking about. Well, Do you say something then to them I like, don't "You don't know, say anything because no. I've been there, done yeah, that." It can it come out. across as judgy, I think. Yeah, and you know, oh, it, it's it's a delicate balance. It right. is. Yeah. I didn't like when people used to say to me when I was towing four kids along, like out in the parking lot here, trying to drag them into church, and I had, you know, like one on my back and like, you know, carrying the car seat. And I want to picture you doing that right now. I got you're so far from my vision of you. Uh, it's hilarious. It was a lot. It was so much. Um, but anyway, somebody would inevitably drive by and be like, oh, I was there. Or, it passes. Like I'm like, lot. yeah, but I'm here now. Yeah. You're a saint. And you're like, oh. yeah. yeah. Or I did that. And I'm like, no, you didn't. You're not yeah. doing it now. You're off to work. Get out here and help me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, performing um, acts of kindness um, can influence others to be kind too. And that's what we talked about with, with Blair's daughter. And isn't that what we want to teach one another? And isn't that what the world needs so great, greatly right now? You know, um, I, uh, I think that every the events that are happening in the world, and I know since the beginning of time that the world has had big events happen, but it seems right now that, you know, with with Australia and, you know, the threat of war and, um, you know, earthquakes in Puerto Rico and climate change, just, it's a lot. And so couldn't we make ourselves a little happier and everybody else around us if we performed these random acts of... The world needs more kindness. It does. It's really the uh, the key to, to, to that love, mm-hmm. of being loved and, and spreading love. Um, so... Uh, uh, one of the the next things on the list here um, of things that you can do to uh, to take care of yourself in 2020 is spiritual or uplifting reading. Um, I don't know how people go and watch horror movies. I know people love the thrill of that, but like, it's not appealing to me because I I don't know. I think I just always want to read something or to hear something that inspires me that kind of puts a pep in my step and sends me on my way. Yeah, I would even take that one step further and, and say that the reading is really important, but also just to be really mindful, and I think I've spoken about this before, just what you bring into your space, so whether it's music, whether it's like external, like the noise of TV, TV or just so much sensationalism that's around us now more than ever, social media, I mean, you could go on and on, so just to be really mindful, Oprah talks about this a lot. How she's super, I mean, I don't think she even really watches the news. And if she does, she's very specific in what she wants to bring into her world. I watch enough that I know what's going on, but I don't really, I don't really do that to myself either because I can't take it on. It's too much. We don't own all the world's problems and it's, 
Yeah, yeah it's, it's a lot. When we're ingesting it, it can yeah. really affect all the hormones in our body, and we can feel down or yeah. or depressed from watching the news or from you know reading the wrong book or watching the mo- wrong movie or watching a yeah. TV show that doesn't agree with you. Yeah. So it's really important to pay attention to your surroundings yeah, and like that. Like this morning, there was a story about a plane crash and of course my kids heard like airplane and they all whip around and I'm like I don't want them thinking that airplanes are scary so Mm. I like quickly muted that and then turned it off and I was like it's just things like trigger words that kids pick up on too Mm -hmm. so it's also a lot of it's fear-based I feel like there's a time and a place too for that because Mm -hmm. you don't want to completely create a cocoon for your child right or your your own lives um I don't I don't really watch the news but I like Pam you know, watch enough to know what's going on in the world. But I think as they get older, your kids get older, it's important for them to hear these things and then a discussion to follow because that way they can become more empathetic or right. Or sometimes you want them to be fearful of and, something. And have so, their own views. Yeah. Yeah, like absolutely. they should know what's going, you know, yeah. politics. My kids are really too young for politics. But they should know that, like, president has a lot of you know clout in this co- in this country and what do you think about that and 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 you have something you can do something about that with your vote those types of things mm-hmm. if they're age appropriate but yeah they should know how things work right right i agree with you jennifer that i think there's a time and there's a place in which your child has to learn certain things to, mm-hmm. to take care of themselves um you know so you have to as a parent you have to know you have to make a judgment call yeah. and know what they and, and I be. think Lindsay did. I think she yeah. saw something. And yeah. you, I love that you caught, well, I don't want yeah. my kids to be afraid to fly. You guys fly yeah. a lot. And, yeah. Yeah. and, and you're like in Yeah, and your husband. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so oftentimes when I lead groups, I will read an inspirational story. Have you guys all been to some of my groups where I've done that? And how mm-hmm. does that make you feel when you hear that? Uplifting. I mean, it just makes you feel good. Yeah. Inspired. Yeah. inspired and that's why I read them that's right. why I like reading them and so I think that that's what they're suggesting here because it shifts your mindset um, and so the next thing on the list is silence which I think is a really good one it's so hard it's so hard why is it hard I don't know you know me I like to fill my world with noise like music and stuff I don't like this I struggle with sitting alone with my thoughts because I find sometimes that I don't go to like a productive place I go to a like a listing type of place like what do I have left to do today what haven't what am I forgetting you know I don't I, I have to be more positive in my time with myself instead of I don't know kind of going into that other place <laughs> yeah and so what that other place what I'm hearing is like that monkey brain yeah and one of the great things and I think this might come up later in the, in our list um, to do is is uh, um, to chant or to have mm-hmm. like a phrase that you say over and over again. Like sometimes I'll do a walking chant where I'll like do like a like a little like you're into music. There's one where you can say it out loud where the vibration of it, that hum, mm-hmm. brings you back to that silence. So the silence doesn't necessarily mean that there's nothing happening at all and your right. mind is you're free. Right. Um, but there are ways to kind of tap into your. Yeah, I do actually sing to myself yeah. a lot, and it's you know, not like pretty singing it's just like folding laundry singing and so the next time I would invite you the next time you do that I want you to feel that in your body Mm -hmm. and the vibration of the singing and that must be soothing to you or or else you wouldn't do it Um, there's something about it that is that is um uh uh, like a bomb right I feel like singing for me you guys know is like reading for me I love lyrics and I love like 
the reason behind lyrics are written and it's all there's all poetry in one mm-hmm. way or another so mm-hmm. I guess that's right for me yeah. yeah yeah and so instead of listening to the list listen to how it feels in your body and how you're reacting to it because you're going to it because it's it's this safe sort of um, place where you can be quiet yeah. and that is the silence for you okay. because when you're doing that you're not writing your list I'm right. assuming in your that's head true. That's yeah true. And so do you see how we can all approach it in different ways? Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, the silence is usually spiritual reading because I like to be inspired and read new things. And so that's my way of doing it. But your way of doing it is through music mm-hmm. and that, that vibration. I love that. Very interesting. So it gives you a kind of like if you're listening, you know, write these things down that, that resonate with you. Um, silence allows us to see our strengths and weaknesses. Thus, it allows us to connect to our own inner selves and I've often say that I think we grow best in two ways, um, and, and those two ways are um, in solitude and in community. And so in solitude, I kind of get to know myself. I know my likes, my dislikes, my reactions to things. It's really important to know. Um, and I think it took me a long time to figure that part of me out, but the contemplative reading or just going off and singing or going out in nature, those things help me get to know myself and then the other one is the community part and then so friends like you hold me accountable right you support me we lift each other up we're there for one another Um, and that is a really it's a really important balance to have both I think in your life like I can't go off and just do my spiritual reading be by myself all the time I have to kind of come back and be with other people Um, so does that make sense yeah uh, the next thing on the list is letting go. Oh, that's a hard one. <laughs> letting go. So most people find it hard to let go, especially if they become too attached to someone or something, whether it's a relationship, material things, or probably a goal or an ambition. However, we should realize that everything in this world keeps on changing, and it's very important to let go if we think that something is not working anymore. The call to let go lies at the core of humanity's many spiritual traditions, non-attachment to outcomes, surrendering desires, accepting the present, and opening to the guidance of a higher power, relinquishing the ego, forgiveness. They all entail a letting go. So do you guys find it's hard, easy to let go? I feel like I've always fought with acceptance. I feel like I've always wanted to... I don't know, try to fight for what I I want or try to, you know, if something's not going my way, I I want to be active in my disapproval. But I feel like there really is kind of peace in accepting things. And just because you accept a situation doesn't mean you approve of it. You're You're not being complacent. You're actually being active in your mindset to say, I'm not gonna let this difficult situation own me. I know that I can't control it. And so I'm just going to, I'm going to accept it and I'm going to move on um, or move through it. And and that to me is a a challenging um, mental pivot to kind of get to that place Mm -hmm. and um, something I'm I'm working on, uh, but it is kind of a process. Yeah. I I think, you know, when things change, because most people like, they're comfortable and when they have to change something or something is not serving them, sometimes, well, you don't want to let it go. But my thought process is I'm going to, you know, I'll try and hold on to something as long as possible. But there's a reason why I have to let something go because something 
I always think something better is going to come along or there's a reason because, you know, but you have to be open to that yeah. too. So if, so. We're, if we're holding on to something, we're blocking something new from growing right. and from happening in our lives that might be even better. Right. Yeah. You had said something a long time ago that, that resonated, that stuck with me, um, and that is that, you know, sometimes, you know, for instance, friendships um, and letting go, sometimes people come into our lives for a certain time or a reason, and just because it's over, it doesn't mean that it's it's bad or it's negative. It was there for a purpose, for a reason, and now it's time to move on for something else, which is kind of taking what you just said and, and putting in different words, but... Um, but it was very wise words you said. <laughs> yeah, but doesn't that give you freedom to not hold yes. on to, yes. if you ever had a friendship that just doesn't work anymore <laughs> or a relationship with someone, and once you let it go, there's sort of this freedom, and mm-hmm. it opens you up to make new friends right. or to, and it just doesn't, you're not serving one another right. anymore. And sometimes I've even found that as I've grown spiritually, the people that I was attached to before Mm -hmm. if they didn't elevate with me we don't we don't see eye to eye anymore or we don't compliment each other maybe that's a better way to put it we don't compliment each other in the way that we once did and not that I don't wish them well along their path and we'll see each other from time to time but you don't have to be in my immediate space like the lesson has been learned Mm -hmm. the gift that we shared with one another has happened and now it's time to yeah anybody else I want to add to that. Um, another uh, practice for me with letting go that I do and I, I is that hands up, hands down. And so I think about what I'm holding on to and I feel the weight of it and then I drop it out of my hands as I breathe. And so I will physically do that. And when it bubbles back up, which it always does, things kind of surprise you sometimes. Something will trigger and, and then I hand it back over again to God or... or um, you know, whatever that looks like for you. So that's a great way for, for me personally to uh, to let go of things you that were also, never mine to, to have to begin with. You had also recommended I was having trouble with, with a relationship um, with somebody, and um, you had suggested that I go out into nature, I take a stone, I think about everything that I want to say to this person, and I walk around a pond. Um, and then when I've come complete circle from the pond, I take the stone and I throw it in the water. And then I've let go of you know how I'm feeling, what I'm thinking, and I suggest that to anybody who is going through something. It really, it helps me a lot. In what way? Um, I got to process all of my thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't, didn't hold anything back. Um, I just took the time to, I guess, go out into nature and be um, one with myself and my thoughts and I wasn't judgmental I just thought everything I had to think and and then I let it go physically yeah too and see and I love that practice I've done that with a lot of people and I've done it out in nature um, where we take a stone you go out to the stream and you know one of the things that I said to this group that I did that with is that the stream comes along just like God in our lives and just washes it over and over and over again and and that you know it might like the stream might ebb and like you know we go through a drought and it's exposed again but the water fills back up and rushes back over it and that it's constantly being cleansed from you once we release it um, and invite God or you know into into the uh, the midst of that problem that person so that's a nice great physical way to 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 drop something that we're carrying there's a lot of value in in doing it that way um, so uh, I have a list here for 12 steps for self-care. 
um, uh, and I'll just read these out. It says, if it feels wrong, don't do it. Say exactly what you mean. Don't be a people pleaser. Trust your instincts. Never speak bad about yourself. Never give up on your dreams. Don't be afraid to say no. And don't be afraid to say yes. Be kind to yourself. Let go of what you can't control. Stay away from drama and negativity. And the last one on the list is to love. Love that. I love that. Every single one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll post this on yeah. the uh, on the website. So thank you for, for talking about all these great things. I think we'll continue this conversation because there's a lot more to say, I think, about self-compassion and self-care. So. I'm Pam Rotelli-Robertson, and you have been listening to Talking Joy, talks that help you realize your value while creating authentic connections with others. For more information about our talk today or to get in touch, you can find us at TalkingJoy.org. And to keep the encouragement going, you can also follow Talking Joy on Instagram and Facebook. Simple, joyful, fun. Thanks for listening. This is Talking Joy.